What's up, boys and girls, and to all my misfits around the world? I'm your host, Rampage the Misfit, and you're tuned in to Misfit Minded, where I bring you everything movie and music related. Today is Thursday, September 21st. That means we have a throwback Thursday for you that I'm going to get into in just a bit. And I also just got back from seeing Kingsman the Golden Circle, and I'm going to do a review of that. And I promised you guys American Assassin review from uh, yesterday, so I'm going to do that as well busy schedule today so i'm not even gonna waste any time on an intro i'm just gonna get right into it stay tuned so kingsman the golden circle is a sequel to kingsman the secret service which came out back in 2014 directed by matthew vaughn and starring taron edgerton vaughn also wrote for uh, both movies as well and the thing i liked about the first one and i haven't seen it in a long time i confess is that it was just so different you know like there was this humor to it um but also this like gravitas of being a british spy in a way that's reminiscent of james bond but in its own twist it was more about being a gentleman and you know dressing the part and you know having these these gadgets that were out there you know like i wouldn't even think an umbrella could do the things that they do in in kingsman but they're an essential part of not only the uniform but also like as a weapon and uh colin firth really hit it out the park in the first one and i even think taron edgerton brings a really vulnerable performance in both movies but particularly in the golden circle um it's something that really comes through in the script um and first of all the cast of both movies is incredible uh, in this one, you have Jeff Bridges and Channing Tatum joining uh, the Statesmen, which is a cousin group to the Kingsmen. You also have Halle Berry, Julianne Moore, Mark Strong returns again, and some other people from the first one and references to the first one uh, come through at the beginning, which is nice. So just in case you haven't seen it in a while, just like I have, it's a really easy transition. So as far as the cast goes, you know, you have multiple Oscar winners. Don't see how you can complain about that. Uh, you got Julianne Moore just absolutely chewing up her scenery in a good way. You know, it's in a in a very comic book uh, villain type of way. And uh, she looks like she's having fun. And, you know, it's a fun movie if you're along for the ride. I feel like a lot of the people that are complaining um, and you know giving it really negative reviews are not I don't want to say suspending their disbelief but they're going into it skeptical you know like oh this would never happen or this is this technology we don't have that you know and and looking to attack the movie on like a logical level or just like a critical level when this is the same uh, universe that had exploding heads in the first one you know what I mean so 
this is the universe that they set up and they are just expanding on it and doing what a sequel needs to do in order to be you know a good one as far as the action goes it delivers like it's supposed to um, a lot more action I would say than the first one just because you know the first one has to set up more but this one right out of the gate um, after the credits you're in this car chase scene and uh, there's multiple action scenes towards the middle and end that are just incredible to watch um, the choreography and the use of the gadgets and even uh, some like robotics now in this one uh, all worked well really well together but no movies perfect so if you were gonna um, pick apart some things I would say that at two and a half hours it's a little long so on top of the script being tighter there's just also some parts where it goes too over the top you know what I mean it needs to dial back down sometimes and I think it doesn't in, in uh, scenes where it's necessary and also some of the jokes don't land uh, I can tell like some scenes where they stop for like laughter there was no one in my theater laughing um, which is you know gonna happen in a, in a movie where they're aiming to you know make some dark comedy um, so I'm not even mad at them because you know that's what you have to do you, you have to make the movie that you want and hope that people like it and I did like it I was watching it with a smile on my face for pretty much the whole two and a half hours overall I enjoyed this movie and I think if you like the first one and like I did you're gonna like this one I like the first one better still um, slightly better but I think this is a very true sequel it does what it's supposed to do in delivering more laughs and more action and while the villain is over the top in certain points so was Samuel Jackson the first one that was my least favorite part of the first one that's probably my least favorite part of this one but I still really enjoyed it and had fun so I'll give it a three out of four stars so American Assassin is a movie starring Dylan O'Brien and Michael Keaton it also has Taylor Kitsch and Sanaa Lathan and uh, going into it uh, from the trailers I wasn't too high up on it it just looked like movies that I already had seen and liked um, but with you know Dylan O'Brien instead of uh, Liam Neeson or John Wick you know with Ke Keanu Reeves uh, it also reminded me of the hunt of hunted with uh, Benicio del Toro and Tommy Lee Jones and the fact that Michael Keaton trained someone and he's coming back to get revenge uh, and just like in Hunted, it was the same sort of deal where he had trained someone in survival and, you know, how to kill someone, basically. But uh, Hunted is really good. If you haven't seen that one, that's kind of a underrated movie. I don't feel like enough people have seen directed by William Friedkin, who directed Exorcist. But this movie is kind of like a blend of them. I will say that the opening 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes is really well done like as far as um directing wise um you know dylan o'brien and his uh his girlfriend and just the terror that they have on screen where you know they get gunned down basically by this group of terrorists and it's just it comes out of nowhere it's so abrupt and so terrifying that this could happen um that it sets up the tone of the movie really well I will also say that um, when it comes after that and, you know, Dylan O'Brien is training himself to be this like 
Frank Castle, Punisher, you know, ripped vigilante who's hell-bent on taking on terrorists now. Um, that stuff, too, was uh, really interesting because, you know, he's getting himself into shape. And uh, you just see the intensity in Dylan O'Brien's performance. Uh, he was really good in this and, and in Maze Runner, too. He's definitely um, a young star to look out for that um, has a bright future ahead of him. And then Michael Keaton training Dylan O'Brien to become this like assassin um, was really cool too. I just love Michael Keaton, man. Like, even if I don't like a movie Michael Keaton is in, I will like Michael Keaton in it. Um, he just, he brings something to every movie he's in. There's just certain actors. And uh, this one is no different. The training stuff is uh, really good. Uh, he, he's, you buy him as this like veteran presence in the CIA that uh is just like living out in the woods and they'll send somebody uh every once in a while and he'll just crack most of the people they send um but dylan o'brien is different he's that one pupil that uh, is going to go in all the way because he's you know hell-bent on revenge um, but he even has to train him on channeling that anger and emotion and not being emotional on missions so all that stuff um with training and you know becoming an assassin uh there's also this cool training scene where they're like doing virtual reality with targets and they have to shoot the right targets and if they don't it like shocks them that was really cool too all that stuff was really cool for like the first half of the movie where it went downhill for me is the script trying to make this like kind of political spy thriller um in the middle of this like revenge assassin movie uh, which I think was a really big mistake. They also kind of make a global threat instead of keeping this a smaller, like I said, revenge-driven movie where he's trying to take down um, terrorists. And uh, once it gets into that, it becomes really dry and lifeless. Um, and Taylor Kitsch was actually good in this too. I, I, he gets a lot of unnecessary hate, but uh, this is an, a role that I feel like is right for him and he does a good job. Um, and there's some scenes with him and Michael Keaton, um, which you'll know I'm talking about, where Michael Keaton is just eating up the shit out of the scene. You know what I mean? Like, he's full-on crazy Keaton, like in Batman. Like, you want to get nuts? So I wish the movie was more on what it was sold. Unfortunately, you know, it's a nice little package, but once you open it, it's kind of empty inside is the best way I can describe it. Overall, you know, I would rent it. Um, you don't have to necessarily go to the theater to see it, but it was um, it was an okay watch. I've just seen better from other movies. Um, to me, it was just kind of a lesser version, which made me give it a two and a half out of four. But call in, let me know what you guys think about either this one or Kingsman. And for my throwback Thursday, um, I was saving this one all week for you guys because it's kind of a special one and kind of a sad one at the same time uh 1990 september 20th i believe uh goodfellas came out and uh so it's been 27 years which is crazy to think about in itself but also we lost probably like the first cast member from that movie uh in frank vincent this week so i just wanted to kind of reflect on the movie but also in frank vincent's life before i go any further uh if you don't know 
he has one of the most iconic scenes in that movie probably my favorite line in the movie it's when uh tommy uh you know clearly doesn't like this dude he's kind of an, an og and uh he's disrespecting tommy and they're telling him to keep his cool because you know tommy's a hothead tommy played by joe pesci and he just goes uh you know remember when you used to shine my shoes and bringing up you know just kind of belittling him and then uh obviously when he goes why don't you go get your fucking shine box to tommy and tommy just fucking loses it <laughs> and you know it's going on you motherfucker you motherfucker fuck you blah 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 and they end up killing him <laughs> needless to say but you know he's not only been in goodfellas he's been in so much so many other things <clears throat> he's been in casino the sopranos he's been in a bunch of grand theft auto games uh, he was in the Nas Street Dreams video, Belly, um, the list just goes on and on, but he was just an authentic actor that, you know, not even needing a lot of screen time, you just believed he was like a made guy. So I just wanted to say that, rest in peace, peace Frank Vincent, and let's talk some more about Goodfellas. So 27 years later, and it's, you know, just as good as it was when it came out, I can watch it at any time, put it in. I just bought it on Blu-ray. So 27 years later, and uh, it's just as rewatchable today as it was back then. Uh, it's an undeniable classic. I've bought it many times. Uh, I just bought it on Blu-ray. Uh, the remastered version looks fucking gorgeous. And uh, everything, you know, from Ray Liotta's performance in there, uh, Lorraine Bracco, uh, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, of course, you know, Frank Vincent, I just talked about the cast, the tracking shot into the diner, the one shot. They, The fact they brought the lavish mafia lifestyle to the big screen in such a like a lavish way. Um, Martin Scorsese is hands down the best at that. Um, you know, f Casino is, you know, just as good, but there's something about Goodfellas that you know maybe because it was the first that i just it's so rewatchable you know every time I, I would say the only time that i don't like watching it is uh the very end but it, that's purposefully done because it's the downfall you know what i mean you don't and that's that's such a a weird thing to think about that these guys are bad they kill people they are violent they rob but at the same time you're so enthralled in this life that you care about them you want them to win um even when they're in jail and i think martin scorsese is again like the best at that it, there's so much gray area in his movies that you know if take for example the wolf of wall street um more recent movie that he did you know it's the same thing you feel for leonardo dicaprio even though he's the biggest asshole and he's ripping you know millions of people off but yeah if you haven't seen it yet uh stop this right now and go go watch it um it got snubbed for best picture with dances with wolves one over it um which is ridiculous like who watches dances with wolves that was just an example of the oscars trying to be like their films feel like they have to be more important you know and it's just it's crazy you know martin scorsese got snubbed so many times but that's that's another topic um yeah, so good fellas, happy 27th birthday. 
um, I will always celebrate Goodfellas birthday. So that's your throwback Thursday for September 22nd, 21st, excuse me. And uh, tomorrow we'll be back with Friday favorites. So thanks for listening to Misfit Minor, guys. I'll see you later.